Welcome to Reviewing Westeros, it is Entertainment Talks podcast for Game of Thrones on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today is David, he has returned. How was your, <laughs> how was your trip, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm good, I think I'm finally over my jet lag, so uh, yeah, it's uh, all good. I'm, I'm back and uh, happy to be back on the show. Cool, cool. Um... So if you want to hear more about David's trip as well, go over to uh, Geek Town and listen to this week's episode, which I am on as well. Um, What what was it like watching Game of Thrones on HBO? What was that like? Um, Well, it's it's odd because there's no ad breaks for starters because HBO don't have ads. So there's that. They do a a little recap at the start, which we don't get in the UK, which Mm. is, is kind of weird. Uh, a sort of previously on Game of Thrones, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, which is actually quite useful sometimes. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, uh, but we don't get that over here. We just go straight in. Uh, and um, they don't have any follow up show of any sort. So there's no kind of throne cast type okay. thing. I thought there was one. We, yeah, would not certainly not on the main HBO channel, and or at least not straight after it, because okay. it goes straight into like ballers straight afterwards, <laughs> which is a slightly odd shift. But yeah, um, so um, yeah, I mean, I, I, there may be there may be one on a on a digital channel or something, but I, there's there's not one main there's not a main one on the on the HBO channel, which is slightly odd. Okay. So, so um, it- yeah, I got. I kind of missed that. I had to come back and like catch up on three episodes of you know two or three episodes of uh, of uh, Thronecast when I got back. Uh, okay. Um, all right. So let's talk about the episode season four, season seven. Sorry, episode four, the spoils of war. Uh, what did you think of this episode? Epic. <laughs> yeah. Just one word just. For it. Yeah, just epic. The whole thing was uh, phenomenal, uh, really, and and kind of came out of nowhere. I think that was the genius of it. Was um, you know, it, it seemed to be a lot of political back and forth and and that sort of stuff. And mm. then you get to that point on the when they're kind of you know seem to be sorting out some supply issues and you know they're getting that gold back and. Then Bron just turns around and goes, "Can you hear something?" Mm. And all hell breaks loose. Yeah. It's brilliant. You can hear a little sort of like footsteps, kind of yeah, gallivanting towards them. Um, just brilliant. My experience with this episode has been very different, and reminds me of my previous spoiled Game of Thrones sort of watching. Because right. I had four spo- four spoilers ruined before I started this episode. Uh, it, I knew about the uh, dragon epicness, the fight there. I knew that Bronn shot um, the is it Drogon? Yeah, the, the dragon. I knew that that happened. Uh, I knew about Jamie running up to to the dragon or, or riding up to the dragon and hitting the water, and I knew about the Stark reunion. So. <laughs> yeah, I didn't exactly go into this episode blind, and that's because um, because of the leaks as well. I'm joined to a few different Game of Thrones groups and stuff, and uh, there, there was some stuff in there. Like I, it that I mean that was on like Friday or Saturday, whenever that was. So it wasn't even a case that, uh, like that's before I should pick it forward. Like fair enough, if I look on Facebook or something on the or on the internet on the Monday and see something that that's that's kind of on me, but you know, because the episodes four and five yeah. were leaked. 
you know, it, it, it wasn't exactly my fault. So, um, yeah, I would have enjoyed the episode I have a lot more. I'm sure if I if I hadn't had those spoilers, but just knowing that things were coming up and like when Arya's going back to the wall and uh, when when you see the Lannister army and then you hear the people coming towards them and I, it, yeah, it it really kind of ruined the episode for me. I still did enjoy it uh, a lot, but yeah. it was just a case of okay, this is when this happens, and then like Jamie's running up on the horse. I'm like, okay, now I know that he's gonna be. Um, T- taken off of his horse and go into the water. So that, that was very annoying. But uh, yeah, I, I did yeah, still enjoy I, the episode. Yeah, I I would say you need to leave some of those Game of Thrones groups on Facebook yeah. if that's where you've seen spoilers. Because, yeah. I mean, if I was running a Game of Thrones group like that and they were posting spoilers, I, unless it's specifically marked as a spoiler group, yeah, I, I would be, uh, you know, if I was the person in control of that, I would be banning the people that are posting the spoilers because yeah. those spoilers have come from the leaks yeah. that, uh, that, well, not leaks, the, the hacking Hacks, that went yeah. on. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they were trying to hold HBO to ransom for them, um, which is a crappy thing to do. And yeah. it's not actually done. It's not actually done HBO any harm. They still broke every record with this episode <laughs> again. Yeah. So, so you know, it's not like it's it's achieved anything other mm. than spoiling it for fans, which is a bit crap, you know. Yeah. So it, uh, it's just yeah. you, you don't expect on a Friday or the Saturday, like two days before the episode, to go on the internet and see spoilers for an episode that hasn't even aired in no in its country. So yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I enjoyed the episode for what it was still, and I did still enjoy the spectacle. So it's a shame that I knew when things were going to happen. So. Yeah. Uh yeah. Jamie and Bron are talking about why Jamie is not happy. Bron says, uh, did your sister give you one last prick in the balls? Uh and say goodbye <laughs> kind of thing. Uh poor, poor Jamie this season, maybe? He's had a lot of stabs at him I, from like Euron. I, yeah. And... I, I do wonder if they're setting Jamie up to uh to kill Cersei. Um possibly. I I cause I you know, I, I don't know whether Cersei's... I, I'm in two minds about whether Cersei's going to make it out of the end of this season. I suspect she probably will. But her ultimately, her downfall... Um, I, you know, I, I do wonder if it's going to be Jamie as the Kingslayer becoming the Queenslayer. Mm. Um, you know, I and I think that's possibly why they're starting to drive a wedge between them. So it makes that more likely. Yeah. Um, I don't know though, uh, but yeah, I, Jamie's certainly not happy with everything that's gone on. Nope, and he won't be happy now. So, uh, no. Bron asks about his prize and hints towards uh, High Garden. Jamie says, "You you don't really want that, do you?" Kind of thing. Um, where do you what do you see happening to Bron in the season? Apart from trying I, to kill I, dragons, <laughs> I don't know. We it's an odd situation you've got with this because you've got um, Tyrion on the one side. Mm. Uh, who's been very close, to, obviously, to Jamie and to Bronn. So I do wonder if if it ends up with Jamie and Bronn switching sides at some point. Um, I, you know, or, or so it, it sort of feels like there's history between those three characters. So um, I, yeah, I, I I'm kind of I'm not sure what we're going to see with that, but it sort okay. of feels to me like you're going to end up. You you may end up with with some sort of deal being worked out between T- Tyrion, D- Jamie, and Bronn. Mm. So yeah, we shall see. I I think he's going to be okay though. 
Uh, so that was just the first little scene. Cersei pays off all the debts. The money that they got previously did make its way back to uh, King's Landing, um, from what I found in research as well. Because uh, it's not like clear, really clear, but you know, it's it's something that might happen. Uh, Jamie is on the way with more money, as we sort of see later in the episode as well. Uh, Cersei says that she's trying to build a bigger army. Of course, uh, she is told that she can count on the Iron Bank supports, whatever that will be. Uh, not much to say here. It's just her sort of catching up with the, the guy from the Iron Bank. Do you have anything to say about yeah. this? No, no. I mean, it, it's uh, it, you know, uh, Lannisters always pay their debts, and yeah. it seems to be the case in, in in this particular. I mean, yeah, they had to go and ransack another castle for it, but mm. yes. It looks like they're actually paying uh, everything off after they ransacked High Garden. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, uh, I, I yeah, don't know. I, I get the feeling maybe, the, and pieces yeah, maybe, maybe the Iron Bank are, are going to show up a bit more as, uh, you know, maybe not this season, but it feels like they've, they've popped up in a few episodes and the money thing seems to be important somehow. Mm. So, yeah. I, you know, uh, there's there's obviously something going on with that. I just haven't quite figured out what yet. Yeah, I think that guy's probably going to die though. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we shall see. I mean, he's not involved in the war, but you don't have to be necessarily. Uh, we get some hints as to what Littlefinger is up to. Me and Chris has been speculating as as uh, to the length that we can because we don't really know much about what he's up to. Uh, yeah, we find out kind of what he's up to is he gives Bran a Valyrian steel dagger. Uh, Littlefinger says that he would have stopped the other dagger that killed his mum. Don't know if that's necessarily true. Littlefinger says that he will do anything Bran asks. Very suspicious. And that he has seen... uh, Thinks that Bran has seen things most uh, men men wouldn't believe. Uh, Bran says that ladders are chaos. And then Littlefinger gives him this, like, oh shit kind of look. Uh... Mira meets. Sorry, that's the next scene. Um, so, what did you think of? What does Littlefinger want here? He's just giving Bran a Valerian still dagger. That's not. Lit- Littlefinger needs to die. That's yeah, that's not bit. nothing. <laughs> no, well, I mean the the whole Valerian dagger thing, and um, I, I, Littlefinger basically is trying to ingratiate himself with the entire Stark family. The problem is when you go to Bran with that, Bran knows everything. Mm. As proved by the uh, by the statement, which was uh, the uh, chaos is a ladder, a ladder we, yeah. which is a callback. Yeah, that's a callback uh, to a comment that he made to Varys, I think. So, I mean, uh, th- this is, uh, yeah, I, I just, Littlefinger, I really, really needs to die at this point. Yeah. I, who kills him? I don't know, but he does. Uh, yeah, you know, because, I mean, the... He's he's made so many enemies and he's not really making headway or doesn't seem to be making no, headway with really the Stark family. Much, really, no, uh. it does put the Starks in a slightly difficult position because you know he is controlling the Knights of the Vale at the moment and they do need the Knights of the Vale. But yeah, I i really want to see that character die in some horrible fashion because yeah. i really can't stand him i mean like 
supposing Bran says like come like supposing Littlefinger says here's a, here's a Valyrian still dagger and then Bran goes come a little bit closer and he's a whisper side to you and just stabs him in the neck or something like <laughs> you know well, uh, that, that would be, that would be good although he's given the Valyrian steel dagger to to Iron now so uh... um, yeah that that was good as well um so yeah good good scene between between these two we want, just wonder yeah. what Littlefinger's actual motive is. Uh, Mira meets with Bran and talks about Hodor and says uh, she's leaving and Bran says that uh, he remembers being Bran Stark and Mira says you you died in that cave basically Um, yeah yeah, he's not showing much emotion in this scene either like especially in kind of continuing from I think think it was last week with the the other Stark reunion uh, with Bran and Sansa and he showed like no emotion um, so it just kind of it kind of follows on from from that with him. What did you think? Of yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I get what they've done with Bren. I'm not a huge fan of of the fact that they seem to have taken all emotion out of him. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I I get it. I do, but yeah, I don't like what they're doing with the character yeah. particularly right now. Um, but it is kind of interesting to have a character that basically is all knowing. And is is what? But I mean, if you go back to the last episode, the, that really creepy interaction that he has with Sansa um, yeah. about you know he, he talks about the you know her being raped and stuff. Out of all the possible things he could have brought up, that was what he did. <laughs> yeah, and well, you what kind was of, it he said you look beautiful on your wedding night. I think that's what yeah, he said. Yeah, and it's it's like, yeah, you look like, beautiful, but ew. the occasion wasn't. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just you you know it, yeah mm. so i i mean it's kind of it is kind of interesting from a character point of view but i'm i don't know he, he, i just find it very creepy now as well yeah he's, uh, he's a very very odd character i wonder what that's like to do as an actor like you, you um I, I know it's been like seven years that they've been doing this but like surely every day you wake up and go like i'm gonna go on the the set of game of thrones today and go to work and then I, I'm assuming like he gets up and like you know he's all excited to go on the set and stuff, and then realizes he has to be Bran and has to have no emotion. I wonder what that's like to do as an actor <laughs> uh, to, to I don't just know. Like, change your mood entirely, kind of thing. Um, yeah, and not not from something that is bad. Just just it's just you know what he does as an actor for his character. I wonder what that's like to do. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see where his character goes. Um, this was a really good scene. Uh, Arya goes back to the wall and speaks to two men. They don't have any names, which is funny you know, considering the whole no one they, thing. They, <laughs> um, they do because yeah? oh. one of one of the uh, one of the guys. Uh, I don't know whether you noticed the um, guards. Yeah. At, yeah, they were the two guards they were talking to. One of those guards we know quite well because he is the uh, wasted. Yes, it was Danny Kieran. I thought who, he, who he is... looked familiar, but because he had like helmet and stuff on, I couldn't really. Yeah, see it his was, face it all was, that clearly. That was Danny Kieran from Wasted, and nice. uh, you know who's obviously you know who's we I've interviewed a few yeah. times has actually done an entire episode of the Geek Town podcast. Yeah, so yeah, a, a lovely, sweet guy, and uh, Dylan, who is. Um, one of the other guys from Wasted had already been on Game of Thrones, so it's quite nice to see da- Danny on there as well. That's cool. But yeah, uh, yeah. that's pretty good. So, 
But yeah, I thought they were brilliant. Those the two guards. That interaction was really mm. funny. Yeah, he didn't have that much to do, but it was nice to see him again. No, because I yeah, I wasn't yeah. like hundred percent sure, but I was like, he he looks familiar. Is he that guy from Wasted? But then like I said, yes. I couldn't really see his face. So, uh, but they speak to Arya. Uh, she proves herself. She <laughs> blocks a very she quickly blocks not the quickest punch, but like it's a close punch. So, um, or yeah. sort of shove, and she sort of dodges it. Uh, she proves herself, and she goes to see Sansa. Uh, they have a nice reunion as well. They have a couple of hugs down in the down in the caves where they have those statue things yeah. of like the previous family members and stuff. So I thought that was nice. So what what did you think of the start reunion, or the, the second yeah, one for the season? The, I I think this start reunion was definitely much more satisfying than the first one because mm. obviously I had no emotion back from Bran when they did the first one. So uh, yeah, this one I I really liked. Um, we've been waiting a long time to see Arya come back. Uh, Arya come back and um and meet up with Sansa. Mm. It's interesting to see sort of the different directions the two girls have been on you mm. know um and uh, how one sort of risen to into this sort of political kind of area and the other ones yeah, and become this kind of threw it in in the worst way with like joffrey yeah. and with uh ramsey so yeah 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 and uh yeah the other ones become this badass fighter yeah. chick, assassin you know? who can like yeah. disguise herself and, and whatnot yeah yeah, and uh, they talk about yeah the journeys they've been on, and uh, Sansa's like Sansa says like my mine wasn't exactly quite you know pleasant, um, but she's happy now because you know her sister's there, her her brother is kind of there, but he's off at Dragonstone, um, and she's got a much calmer life, uh, at least at the moment. We don't know what will happen yes. for the rest of the season, but at the moment I, she's that, it's not going <laughs> to stay like that. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she meets with Sansa uh, for Stark reunion number two. And they talk about their journeys. Arya talks about her list, and they both laugh. She's like, she's like, I have this list of um, people I'm going to kill. Because um, she talks about Cersei as well. And then they, Arya, Sansa's like, okay, kind of thing. And then they both just kind of laugh it off. Um, yeah. See, so yeah, I think that I think they'll both get on get on fairly well. Um, I think they can kind of put the past to the past and realize that you know they've grown up now and they can both act more maturely i think so that's quite nice yeah uh aria and sansa meet bran by the tree uh for a stark reunion number three bran shows a little little more emotion as much as he can um (laughs) (laughs) yeah a little more emotion than before bran brings up aria's list again sansa asks who is on it uh bran gives aria the valerian still dagger and says it's wasted on a cripple which is true to some degree, but he still he still can use it. It's just you know more more worthy kind of with Arya because she's more of the assassin. Uh, he says it's wasted on a cripple, and Sansa is uh, suspicious of Littlefinger as she should be because of um, Littlefinger yes. giving Bran the well, because he's, because he's Littlefinger. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She she and she knows him at this point, so it's it made sense for her to be suspicious. Uh, the three of them go back and, uh, Podrick and Brienne have a small chat as Littlefinger looks on. Um, where was the, yeah, there's a couple of scenes later. Uh, yeah, what what did you think of the the scene with Bran and the three of them? Um, again, you know, Bran is, he's kind of an odd character at the moment. You know, I I think all we really want from Bran at this point is him to actually meet John 
mm. and which uh, I got from the the preview bit that they showed of the next episode. I think he's coming next episode, but um, I, I, you know, all we really want is him to meet John and actually tell him his parentage. Mm. That would be quite useful at yeah. this point. That would be kind of the thing that we're kind of pushing for. So it's all lovely and fine that he's meeting the other two, but you know what we actually want to see is Bran meeting meeting John. I think. Yeah, we're gonna have to wait for him to get back. So, yeah, there was a yeah. good team between the three of them, and just kind of catching up after like six, seven seasons of being yeah. apart. Um, and of course, they all have their sort of small understanding of of some of the situation. So I thought that was good as well. And the yeah. board seeing where that goes. Uh, Danny and Masandi talk about what happened. And Masandi, I keep almost doing that. Melisandre and Masandi have two similar names. Yeah. Uh, Masandi smiles and says many things happened uh, as she smiles at, <laughs> at Danny, which was quite funny. John shows uh, Masandi and Danny a cave before they start. Uh, he says, I'm going to show you this before we start hacking it to bits. John shows Danny a drawing of White Walkers, and they have a chat about some other things as well. Danny says, I will help you when you bend the knee. What do you think of this whole bend the knee thing? Do you think it's getting a little bit oh. tedious? Yes. Yeah. I give it up, Danny. I mean, yeah. it may happen, but, you know, really. And, uh, you know, because we've got this bit where, where they, they go into the cave and stuff, and, you know, he's still trying to convince her. The, uh, the, what was it, Al Murray called it, called it on Throncast, the cave of convenience, I think he called it. Okay. It's just sort of being able to sort of conveniently kind of point to, and go, look, look, this has all happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, I, the bend the knee thing is, is getting a bit old for me. I know I know why she wants it, but I, bigger I don't know whether it's here. ever going to happen. You know, yeah, yeah. There were bigger things going on. She just needs to in the war that. with the White Walkers is a much bigger deal than their pride. Uh, so I hope that they figure it out eventually. Um, some yeah. people were saying online, like, did John draw that White Walker thing five minutes before he he showed Daddy the cave, which, <laughs> yeah. which was really funny, and has like <laughs> dash JS for like John Stone. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that would have been pretty funny. Um, yeah, that would yeah, be good. I, I thought I thought it was a good little scene, and you know, the whole bend the knee thing. I hope that it doesn't come up too many more times, but we shall see where that goes as well. Uh, but good acting from everybody involved in that scene. Um, yes. So they come out of there. Tyrion says that they have taken Castly Rock. John talks uh, about Danny's dragons as they're floating in the background. Uh, there is a lot of doubt and sort of disconnect in the group, and Cersei, uh, not Cersei, Danny's sort of saying like to Tyrion, "Oh, maybe you don't want to hurt your family and don't want to help me." And uh, in this mm. scene, I can see a little bit of the whole mad Khaleesi that people talk about. Yeah, like her kind of being on edge. You can see. In this scene, I saw it a bit more than any of the others. Her kind of maybe breaking a little bit. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. Like I can, um, see, I can see kind of hints to it, and maybe it will like build up towards the end of the series. I don't know, but I don't yeah, know. I mean, this is this is sort of where you know John talks about, um, you know, if you take those dragons, basically, if you take those dragons to King's Landing. Um, you're going to be branded a tyrant forever. Mm. Um, so th- what happens next is kind of interesting. What she decides to then do. Mm. 
you know, which, I mean, I know it wasn't taking it to King's Landing, but it was still setting fire to a lot of things. So. Yeah, and the Lannisters <laughs> and stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they continue to have some conversation as the dragons fly in the background, which was nice. Uh, maybe the, one of the best scenes in the episode, uh, Podrick and Brienne fight as Arya turns up and the two of them duel. Uh, Brienne says, uh, you can't fight with that, it's too small. And Arya says, oh, I'll try not to cut you. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, and then they have, uh, some duels, some friendly kind of duels. Uh, what did you think of, of that? Yeah, I, uh, I really like this scene because mm, it sort of shows brilliant. off how badass I has actually become at this point. Um, I mean, you know, she's phenomenal mm. uh, in, in that scene, I think. And uh, particularly against somebody like Brianne, I just, just amazing. So I, I really like this. What was quite interesting was watching Sansa and Littlefinger watch them mm. um, and the reactions you got off them. Because, yeah. I mean, Littlefinger kind of looked worried, but then didn't. So, I yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he's formulating some sort of plan there. I'm not sure, but, um, yeah. Mm. Some people I, uh, online said that, like, um, maybe he's looking at Podrick for, like, to exploit him as he's not as strong as the others in terms of, like, uh, maybe what he knows and that kind of thing, because... I don't think he's going to manipulate Brienne or Sansa or Arya. I, d- I just don't think that's going to happen. No. I yeah. Or, or I, as well. well, yes, I think Bran is completely unmanipulative. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I don't think there's any way to to be able to manipulate Bran because he knows everything. Um and I don't see Arya, uh, Arya and uh Sansa falling for it, but no. then we could be being lulled into a sort of false sense about that so i don't know it just doesn't yeah i I agree with you there but it doesn't feel like he has a whole lot at the moment but then again he could be up to some stuff off screen that we've just not really seen because we've just in these first four episodes of the season we've just sort of seen him lurking in the background like when john's having his meetings with sansa there and in other different scenes and like these kind of ones where he's just he's on the side just like smirking so i don't know we don't know what he's up to but he gave Bran that Valerian steel dagger for some reason, so we have to wait, wait and see kind of what that is. But yeah, I thought the jewels were were great fun as well. And you have got like Podrick, who's kind of you know she says, "Podrick, just just step to the side. Let me just let me just uh, fight with Arya here or duel with Arya." And then he, he yeah. kind of smiles as well. Is as it's I think it's maybe nice for him because like Brienne's been beating him so badly, and then for him to see Arya come in and kind of fight back a bit more against. Uh, yeah. against Brienne is, is kind of nice for him to see so yeah. um, in, in the like the, the nicest way like no, none of these people are enemies of each other but um, it's nice for him to see that as well uh, so who do you think would win in the fight between these two I, I think maybe Arya would um, I, ultimately I'm not sure because I yeah I mean I'd like to think Arya would mm. but um Mm, I, I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah. I think she's maybe slightly overconfident at this point. Um, particularly in a in a straight up one on one fight between her and Brienne. I'm not sure. I think Brienne could still possibly get the upper hand. Maybe. I mean, Brienne's got more like 
the sort of brute force power and the big sword, but Ari is this sort of like little skillful assassin. So it's two very different like fighting types going up against each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hard to say. But hopefully that doesn't happen. So like. Yes, I don't think it will. In a serious way. So. Uh, and Brian asks who taught you how to do that and she says no one which is nice and fitting and then Brian gives <laughs> her this sort of huh I wonder what that's about kind of thing but in a nice way yeah. uh, so yeah that was a great scene as well um, John and Davos talk about Danny. Davos has noticed him staring at her big heart and John says there's no time for that uh, Davos says that they have less than 10,000 men to fight the, the Night's King and, and their armies uh, and they meet and talk to Masandi to talk about John's parentage and Masandi sort of says that, that that sort of thing doesn't exist where where she sort of comes from. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was a nice little conversation. Mm. Um anything to say about that? Uh no, other than I mean, you know, we've we've heard this sort of thing about um bastards before and mm. and because uh, uh, Dawn are very much the same in in that respect as well, about the parentage not really mm. mattering all that much. I was gonna um, think things are a bit too quiet and relaxed at the moment. I know we had the big spectacle at the end, but I mean in terms of everywhere else, really, everything is a bit relaxed and quiet. Like John and Davos are sort of like casually walking around, and like Brienne and uh, Arya are having like a little duel, and it's pretty quiet there. Yeah, yeah, in in more of a, a nervous way, like. It's just a bit quiet at the moment. Calm, not, calm not in, before the storm. Yeah, not in terms of like the plot. Things are moving along very nicely there. But in terms of the situation, things are a bit quiet at the moment. Which, yeah. What's George got planned for us? Yes. Um, did you see that tweet in the before the season? He had a photo of all the Starks, the, the Stark children. And he's like, um, who's your favourite character? I'm just asking for a friend. And everyone in the comments is like, don't tell him. Don't trust him. He's going to kill who, whoever you say. <laughs> So I thought, I thought that was yeah. good fun. I think it was from his official Twitter as well. So that was quite funny. Yeah. Uh, but then Theon shows up and John says, the only reason I'm not killing you is because you saved my sister. Because, of course, they escaped from um, yes wherever they were before when they jumped over the wall. Uh, that was in like, season five, I think, at the end of season five. Um, See, so yeah, I, I thought that was good as well when Theon, uh, Theon comes back and says, like, I need you to help me get... Um, my sister back because Euron's got her. So yeah, we'll see how much support he gets and what John kind of says in in and out of his favor, um, and see what kind of Danny thinks uh, as well. Because she's already stressed out enough with everything that's going on. She doesn't need another kind of small little problem. No, as well. Which fair enough. It's Theon's sister. It matters to him, but will Danny care that much? No, I, probably I not. No, she's got other. People to she's got far literally. yeah <laughs> far, far bigger problems to deal with yeah uh what did what did you think of their little reunion um, and, uh, yeah, yeah i mean theon i don't know it's difficult with theon because he's been such an awful character in the past and sort of slightly redeemed himself then he doesn't go and save his yeah. <laughs> yeah then kind of gets tortured himself and then kind of and he's he's still not that likable as a character you know, so mm. I, I I don't know. Um, I have this horrible feeling he's going to manage to screw it up again. Okay. Uh, it, because Danny's going to refuse to go and directly rescue his sister. Uh, so he's going to end up screwing something up 
as a result of trying to get mm. trying to go and rescue the sister. I hope not. I hope he goes, you know, and manages to do something himself and there is a proper face off against his uncle and he actually stands up to him and you know, that's what I'd like to see. But mm. whether we'll I don't get think that film's gonna know. defeat you on. I I wouldn't mind as sort of like a mini end to his character, like an end to his redemption arc and an end to his torture if if he dies by Euron's hands in order to save his sister, I think that would be kind of redeeming. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you know, he's yeah. he's a tortured character and he's already tried to have some sort of redemption arc. If he sacrifices himself to save his sister so his sister can go back, I think that would maybe be quite fitting. So Yeah, um, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, so where was I here? Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a good scene as well. Jamie and Bron meet with Dickon, which Bron has a nice little joke to him about that. <laughs> yeah. It's quite funny. Uh, why would you name your son that? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's a stupid name. Uh, but they are ambushed by Danny and her fleet of Unsullied as, um, or is it the Dothraki? Uh, part of her fleet. Dothraki. Dothraki. Yes. Uh, yes, as Dothraki. Danny's uh, dragon attacks, burning several soldiers before Bronn attacks with the fancy crossbow. Uh, but just before that, they do try and hit it with arrows, which doesn't work. You know, just plain normal. Yes. Oliver Queen, yeah. arrow, arrows, sort of thing. Um, so yeah. Some people said, like, should she have worn some armor? Because there's loads of arrows going towards that dragon. There's not that much stopping her from being hit. Because, I mean, when Drogon's, like, diving down, she is a bit vulnerable. And you can sort of make arrows. Yeah, dip, but it, this is... this. She's extremely confident. She, yes, she probably should have worn some armor, mm. but I'm not surprised that she wouldn't. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. She's riding a dragon, for Christ's sake. It's not like, a, you know, I mean, she can always turn the dragon upwards slightly and it can defend most things. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she gets attacked with some arrows and she continues to burn stuff and fight, which is all epic. Uh, but before Bronn attacks with attacks with the fancy crossbow, injures uh, Drogon and then uh, Tyrion looks on from a distance as Jamie is charging up and he calls him an idiot. He's like, just flee, you idiot. I know like Jamie can't hear him, but he's just sort of saying it to himself. Yeah, yeah. As Jamie is, Jamie is charging up to Danny and um, Drogon before Bronn, assuming, assumingly Bronn, we kind of see him go yes, over. Yes, it is. It's Bronn. Yeah. Uh, before Bronn knocks Jamie off his horse and they both fall deep into the water, um, as, of course, Drogon lets out a big sort of fireball. Uh, and they both fall deep in the water as Jamie is slowly sinking. Do you think Jamie survives this? Oh, yeah. There's yeah. no way they're going to kill Jamie. Okay. I, yeah, I, I don't for one minute think that they've killed Jamie off that way. A lot of people are saying, that, like, oh, he's got loads of armor on, and he's got, like, the heavy hand armor, and, like... Yeah, I mean, uh, he may lo- he may lose his hand somewhere in the water, but I I I don't see them killing Jamie off in that way. It's It would be an, a weird death to give Jamie. Okay. That, I think. Um because there's there's too many other things unresolved i think with jamie uh so i i don't i don't see that happening i i fully respect uh expect bron to pull him back out okay fair enough you know um so anything anything you want to say about this epic scene oh well no just the the whole thing was spectacular yeah um i mean you know the the 
the use of the dragon, the actually seeing the Dothraki horde in action, like full blown action, like crazy. Yeah, yeah, was was incredible. The uh, the whole thing is one of the most epic battle scenes. I mean, a lot of people are saying it's better than Battle of the Bastards. I, I, I'm not sure. It was certainly. Mm. We have an email about that, which I'll talk about in a minute. Right. Okay. Uh, certainly for me, it um it was up there. I, I um I I think the thing that made this work for me, or one of the things. That, I mean, it's different for you, I know, because you knew about it. But mm. one of the things was it sort of came out of nowhere. So, as an audience member, if you didn't know about it, it was a real shock that it was suddenly kind of for the last 10 minutes, you're suddenly thrown into this, the middle of this battle that you just weren't expecting. Yeah. So, I mean, when I, know. when I heard about it, I was like, okay, that's probably the end of the episode kind of thing. Yeah. That was like what was in my mind. Um, cause yeah, I sort of checked the time whereas, um, as the Unsullied came up or the, uh, Dothraki and, uh, there was right. 10 minutes left. So I thought, okay, this is probably like the last scene of the episode. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I loved it. I, it was great. Obviously, they had you know tons of stunt work and all sorts of uh, good things happening. Um, I, I liked some of the camera work, like on top of the dragon, as opposed to just seeing it by at the side. You sort of see yeah more what it's like at the top, and you just see the dragon breathing down. It was it was pretty great. So um, yeah, I, I think Jamie probably does survive, but. There's a chance I think that he doesn't. I do think that there's some small chance, but I do think that he he survives this. Um, especially as like Bron, as Bron takes him off the horse, he's already got a hold of him. So I think that that would that would help as well. Um, yeah. Like we see Jamie sinking and nobody next to him, but I'm sure Bron isn't that far away. So. Well, yeah. Somebody somebody pointed out this is another thing that they pointed. Dad's on Thronecast, somebody had emailed in saying that was actually quite a nice mirroring shot of um, uh, Bran being pushed off the wall. Yeah. At the start, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. I hadn't picked up on that, mm, but yeah, I, I thought yeah. that was quite good. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I find it very unlikely that, that Jamie's going to die in that situation. Seems mm. too easy, too easy a death for Jamie. Mm. Who do you like more at the moment, Jamie or Theon? They're both kind of characters that have done bad things, but are sort of on the good side. But, but, um, uh, Jamie, I have a soft spot for Jamie. I mm-hmm. think, um, uh, you know, I, I think he's he's actually not that bad of a person compared to the rest of the Lannisters. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's sort of, you know, very dedicated and very loyal to his family, but. Ultimately, uh, you know, he he doesn't really want to do the bad things. He's just trying to protect his family. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I think I like Jamie better as well. Uh, so let's let's you got anything else? Let's move on to emails. Do you think? Go on okay. emails. We got two here to read. Uh, one from Emily again, who wrote in last week about uh, she wrote in about the uh, Knights King winning Game of Thrones, basically, which was quite fun to discuss with right. Chris. Uh, she says, do you guys think uh, Jamie is dead? He has heavy armor, heavy armor on as well as the metal hand, which we kind of discussed. Um, so let's take this in like as a way of like this is Game of Thrones and it has shocking deaths. How would you how would you feel if Jamie was dead from this? I'd feel a bit robbed 
if if Jamie was dead for from this, I because I think I don't think that's a a suitable death for Jamie. Mm. Um, you know, I I would feel a little bit robbed if that's how Jamie went out. I I think there's too much still unresolved. Um, you, you sort of want his death to be either more heroic or at least more visceral in some way, mm. you know, for him just to kind of die by sinking to the bottom of a, a you know, a lake around the after lake, yeah. being, af- after being knocked over effectively because, you know, the fire didn't hit him and, yeah. you know, he's just kind of knocked over. I, that, that seems really weak as a death for mm. the character. So I'm, I'm hoping that they've not killed him off that way. I don't think they have. What about if uh, Arya obviously should have to kill him to do it? Takes Jamie's face and kills Cersei. Like she um, disguises herself as Jamie, and then just yeah, I mean that that would that would work because um, that has redemption things in it, doesn't it? And it also allows yeah, I, Arya to get I, her I, revenge. True, but my my feeling is that at the moment that they're maybe trying to turn Jamie against Cersei mm. <clears throat> and that's where they're going with the sort of character arc. You know, they seem to be driving a wedge between those two characters. So I, I still think there's, there's too much to, to go with that. Um, I mean, it's entirely possible that we may see uh, some reunion between Jamie and Tyrion next episode, given that he's on the battlefield. Yeah, he's not very far away, is he? So, so yeah, mm. I mean, Tyrion would maybe have to wait for things to calm down a bit because, uh, I mean, the dragons stop breathing fire and stuff. Um, and also, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, well, Drogon's dead from this." Drogon's uh, no, I don't think Drogon's no, dead from this. I, he, I, he was still I, able I, to breathe fire with just one spear in him. So, um, yeah, it, and Danny was trying was, to take it out. So. Yeah, it was one spear. I I don't see Drogon dying no. from this either. No, no. Um, he's he's had spears in him before, so yeah. I think it'd be cool if if we think that Arya has taken Jamie's face, and then Jamie kills Cersei, and then it is Jamie that that does it. I think that would be kind of interesting because cool. a lot of fans yeah. would be thinking, oh, it's Arya. He's going to take off you know Jamie's face, but and then he he doesn't take his face off, and then it is Jamie. I think that would be kind of interesting. Yeah, Thank so. you, Emily, for writing in that. Uh, Thomas has something about comparisons, which I kind of hinted at earlier. So there's a lot of discussion at the moment, which is the better episode, Battle of the Bastards or Spoils of War. I'm gonna, Even though I was spoiled in the episode, which is funny considering the title, um, Battle of the Bastards was a lot more predictable to me. Whereas... Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is, I think Spoils of War is a better, better episode. Ooh, I don't know. Um, Battle of the Bosses was a great episode. Don't get me wrong, but y- yeah, I, I, I mean, it's it's hard to compare having just watched Worlds of War. Mm. Um, I, I would sort of need to see them both next to each other. I think the battle sequence is possibly they're both very different. I yeah, because one's like big armies with no dragon, and one's like slightly yeah. smaller armies but with a dragon. I didn't know James as I said before, as well. the 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 bat the the battle at Spo- Spo- in Spoils of War. Uh, part of the the thing with that was the surprise because it sort of comes out of nowhere, and the fact that it has this huge dragon and there's people flailing around. I I think from a cinematic point of view, I still think Battle of the Bastards probably wins it because 
it's so beautifully shot that yeah. um do you mean like uh, you the know, bit with uh when john takes his sword out and there's like people slowly coming towards him and that sort of thing yeah the, yeah. the people coming towards him and then when he gets trapped underneath there's a you know it, it's incredibly well shot that that sequence mm. so cinematically i would say battle of the bastards but um episodes overall i did really like this episode uh, i would need to see them sort of back to back to be able to properly compare i think right? yeah yeah in, in my mind i i would still say spoils of the war is a better episode maybe on like on par with in terms of the battles but like you said the battles are a bit different but i did yeah. enjoy seeing the dragon do damage more than just like a massive battle um yeah and you, you you got the thing with like Rikon and him not doing a zigzag when Rand's trying to <laughs> yeah. shoot him with an arrow. Like, come on, don't don't go in a straight yeah. line. Or like, yeah. if he starts a zigzag and he makes a pattern, then like change the pattern. I, I don't know, but he could have stopped like that. And we all know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I would say Spoils of the War is is the better episode for me. Um, and it it's might be a bit like you said, like it's newer and you sort of appreciate it a bit more, but. I did find Battle of the Bastards slightly more predictable. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's it for this week's episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, before I do a little outro, I'm just going to tell you what's happening at Entertainment Talk. Yesterday, me and Robert did our usual gaming podcast. We discussed this month's free uh, Games with Gold games and PlayStation Plus games. Some good little ones in there. Um, and if you're into Assassins and stuff... Uh, just like Aria, there's one of the Assassin's Creed games that is free for the PlayStation Plus, so go and check that out if you would like to. Uh, we also discussed uh, some other gaming-related things as well. Um, we did a TV podcast this week, which should be out tomorrow, which would be Thursday. Uh, we discussed the Emmys, we discussed uh, Castlevania, um, and some other bits and pieces. That's the Castlevania series on Netflix. Um, and I'm going to continue doing some other Crash Bandicoot content as well, which there has been a lot of, so go ahead and check that out as well, which has been good fun. Um, yeah, it's about what's happening at the moment, so if you'd like to find all that content, head over to entertainmenttalk.org. If you'd like um, to see if and when your favourite shows are coming back, head over to geektown.co.uk and to listen to uh, this week's episode, which I'm on, which is Geek Town Radio. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at eTalkUK. If you've got any increased feedback, if you'd like to get involved in the podcast yourself, either send us a tweet or something on the Facebook groups or pages or send us an email, which is entertainmenttalk at hotmail.com. Uh, you can support us over on patreon.com forward slash entertainmenttalk. Um, I think the survey that I had put out has been closed. I had an email this morning and said, like, go and check your results. So... I'm going to probably make another one and then tell you guys when that one's ready. Um, I think there was something in the settings that it was only open for like two days or something weird, but I'll do another one of those, I think. Um, and yeah, please rate and review us on iTunes. That would really help. I am going to put a link in that uh, to just in the description for that. Um, yeah, thank you all for listening. We'll see you on the next piece of content. And until then, let's hope that George releases the books at some point <laughs> in his life. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.